0: It is Friday, May 13th, 2022. This is the Get Your Weekend Started Ready Edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. This is all presented to you by our good friends over at Shady Ray's. You can put those bad boys back on if you want, because you look so cool, whatever you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a a Friday the 13th weirded out guy, or do you not care about it? Ooh, I like it, actually.
1: Now, typically, like
0: Chris, yeah, I'm not a
1: big scary movie fan because they're scary. And like, you know, that's kind of it. But Friday the 13th, I like that people are like hesitant and like thinking about what they're doing and they're cognizant of like, maybe there are some evil spirits out there and they need to watch themselves. More people need to act like it's Friday the 13th every day. Watch yourself a little bit.
0: Really? You're a little bit of a spirit guy, huh?
1: Yeah, actually, am. And I've seen some ghosts before. I've had some really weird paranormal experiences. Like I'm a 100% a believer in ghosts and the supernatural and the afterlife, everything.
0: Wow. Did you um get weirded out in the Milwaukee hotel?
1: Never at the Pfister. Uh, mine was at the Vinoy, which is in Tampa uh, where most teams stay that one I've, i got some stories we'll get into that later i think that's this is not the time or the place for me to get into these
0: stories actually maybe it is is the perfect time and the place (laughs) but this is great okay yeah Uh, i got a couple
1: yeah a couple of them man
0: okay i love hearing this we could have shared this on our detoured route to anaheim the other day but no you chose not to (laughs) well maybe next time maybe maybe Okay, I want to thank everybody for joining us, whether it's on our YouTube channel or regular podcast form or live on the AMP app, which you can download on your iPhone using the code word baseball today. That way you can join us for the discussion live every Monday through Friday, 1130 Eastern to 1230 Eastern. That's a full hour. Okay, let's get it going. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, huge night in the Yankees, 16th win in their last 18 games. He homered twice. So, too, did Jordan Alvarez as they won one and a half games. I guess officially they kind of won two, but they played one and a half games up there in the Twin Cities. He had a multi-homer game as well. So the Astros have won 10 in a row. That's why I'm donning the Astros hat. But who's more scary when they're swinging it well, Stanton
1: or Jordan? Obviously, both these guys are terrifying when they're going off. We saw Stanton when he gets hot last year, you know, in the playoffs, like what he can do. Uh, but for me, this one's a no-brainer. I think it's Jordan Alvarez. I think he's just more of a complete hitter. Uh, and, again, Stan made $300 million in his career. Real nice hitter. But he's streaky. And I think a lot of guys, if you talk to pitchers, relievers, starters, they'll tell you that he's got more holes in his swing than Jordan Alvarez does. Jordan is one of those guys that's up there, never looks off balance, doesn't chase a lot of pitches. And even even if he does chase pitches, it still seems like he's kind of like on time for them. There's never like flailing bad swings with Jordan. I think he puts up really, really good at bats all the time. I mean, he's got a career 372 OBP. So, I mean, he, he's 24 years old and he's been doing this. Like he's he understands, he understands the strike zone. He's got tremendous pop. I mean, I put his pop up there with Stantons. I mean, it's totally he's at that that tier, you know so he can kind of do it all he's an absolute complete hitter so if you're making me pick one of these guys I I would venture out to say that 90 percent of pitchers would say they'd rather face Stanton than Jordan Alvarez
0: and that's really saying something right because there's times where Stanton like last night on that first homer it didn't look like he even took a stride and he just hammered it over the fence I'm like geez are you kidding me but with Alvarez, if you go back and you start looking at his numbers, I think he's already got 71 career homers and something like 260 career games. Like when he came up, 27 homers in 87 games. Then last year, 33 homers in 144 games. He's got 10 right now, um, you know, through a short part of the season. He is fantastic. He uses all parts of the field. And he is just – he's another one of these guys that just fills up the batter's box, man. He just – he's enormous
1: he can go oppo he can go central obviously pull side if you look at the triple slash lines i mean he's got stanton in every single one so far obviously stanton's done it for a longer time um mm-hmm. i like looking at like 162 averages you know that's not always the easiest thing it doesn't make the most sense sometimes but it gives you a general idea of kind of what yes. a hitter can be <laughs> Jordan's 162 is 71 home no excuse me <laughs> That's a career. 44, <laughs> 44 homers home. and 128 RBIs. Yep. Dan's is close. I think it's 41 homers and 110 RBIs. Uh, so you guys are both, you know, elite type hitters, but Jordan is just, I think he's, I've said it before, he's a top five hitter in the game.
0: And could you imagine, by the way, if the DH had come to the National League, let's say it had come six or seven years ago. I don't think the Dodgers make that trade with the Astros. I was you just going to say you know, could you imagine putting him back in that Dodgers lineup? Holy no, I can't. I can't. Unbelievable.
1: Who, I'm looking. So it was Josh Fields Josh for Fields. Jordan Alvarez. Yep. What, in what world, in what world did that ever make sense?
0: That, that's going to end up going down possibly for the Astros franchise as Jeff Bagwell for Larry Anderson type deal. I mean, that's what it could end up being seriously
1: so they got 19 and a third innings out of josh fields mm-hmm. uh in 2016 and obviously they kept him 17 and 18 uh and you know he was a good pitcher but this is Jordan alvarez who's like i just said a top five hitter in the game you don't know that and I, and here's me saying don't prospect hug but hindsight now we can go back and look at this and say a little it's bit have fun with it one side yep. yeah
0: All right, uh, let's move on to the Seattle Mariners. They're going to be playing in a series in Queens for the first time since 2008. Uh, They missed Robbie Cano by, you know, whatever, a week, 10 days. I don't remember how long ago it was. But what this means is Jared Kelnick gets to face the franchise that, quote-unquote, gave him away and would rue the day of that deal. But how confident are you right now that the can't-miss kid in Kelnick won't miss?
1: even when we're looking at these numbers the mets did give this guy away there's no doubt about it i don't care what people say i disagree was, i don't disagree how, why he was a he was a top top prospect at the time who probably shouldn't even have been in these talks i don't know how this happened but you know now we can look back and i think that's kind of how you're getting to your point here but i don't think it was uh, you know necessarily a, a bad trade um for seattle at that point at all
0: we could agree right now it just hasn't worked out well for both sides right the mets just ended up eating 40 million of cano's deal here's here's where it works for the mets the only way it works is if edwin diaz is standing on the mound when the mets win it all for the first time since 86 that's the only way it works well
1: it can still work out i I agree it can still work out well for both teams like you're saying edwin diaz there, closing a world series out great uh Kelnick again 22 years old what i like about him is that he's been making adjustments i know the numbers aren't there right now but like you got to think about what this guy has been through um the 2020 season gone the year of development gone for him uh 2021 comes around he spends a few what a couple months in the minor leagues after hearing his the uh president talk about him the way that he got talked about mm-hmm. comes up You know, has some initial struggles, comes back later in the year, is good. There hasn't been a lot of time for this guy to kind of figure it out. And he's kind of been figuring out at the big league level. He's so young. He's been willing to make adjustments. He's kind of been doing that. He's kind of going back now to his stance that he had last year at the end of last year. Uh, So he's willing to tinker. And those are the guys. You know, if you look at his minor league stats, like he's got like a 900 OPS uh, career minor league. It's going to translate somewhat to the big leagues at some point. And because he's willing to make adjustments, I believe it'll happen sooner than later. This guy's very young. He's learning on the fly. It's going to take one BP session or one at bat and things. It's just going to go like that. That's how it works. It's very overwhelming right now. You know, like you get up there. There's so many things you have to worry about mentally. I think it's the biggest thing when you get called up that young and have to face these pitchers day in and day out. It feels like it's nonstop. It's snowball's good and bad, but the bad is a lot worse obviously. You know, you start to feel like you never played the game before, but he's making the adjustments, he's understanding he's going to have to do that throughout his career. The guy has so much talent, it's going to work out for him, and I I still
0: believe that he's going to be a very productive big leaguer in due time. Right. I'm rooting for him. You know me, the minute he got called up, I was I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I was so excited in part because he looked the part. And what I mean by that is When he walks from the on deck circle to home plate, he looks like he owns it. He looks like he belongs in a big leagues in a big league batter's box. And it just hasn't worked out. I mean, the numbers are atrocious. They're horrible. And you've talked about how difficult it is when you're now in the middle of May and your batting average is under 150 or whatever. Your OPS is 500. It ain't good. It's not a good feeling. So I just – I hope that he doesn't lose that swagger. I hope he hasn't. We haven't been around that team. Uh, I will be talking to one of his teammates today uh, for an episode of the Chris Rose Rotation, Ty France. We'll be diving in a little bit, you know, because France is a guy who, when he came up, he didn't get a ton of opportunity with the Padres. But then again, he wasn't the prospect. So I'm curious to have kind of a teammate's viewpoint. I'm rooting for him hard, though.
1: He's getting – Kelnick is getting some run now because there's been some injuries in that outfield, right? Like, we're, you know, we're still waiting on Kyle Lewis and Hanniger and Hanniger. So he's getting a run. He's actually improved defensively according to the numbers, which is nice mm-hmm. to see in a young player as well. So it's like I said, this guy's shown the willingness to work and figure things out. And you don't just become, you know, a 500 OPS guy in the big leagues after going 900 OPS in the minor leagues. It just, it just doesn't happen. This guy has too much talent. Like I said, it's just going to be one thing where he's like, "Oh, oh, okay," and then you're going to see him go off. And I and I expect it. I expect that to come at some point this year. Okay. And I'm not going to, I'm not saying he's going to go at 23, 24, 25, 26, be an all star every single year. But we're not going to see this kind of Kalnick uh, for much longer. I,
0: I really believe that. Let's move out to a big series out west. Uh, Bryce Harper has a small tear in his ucl of his throwing arm he's not going to toss the ball at least for a month he did end up having a homer and a big time double in philly's wild win where they held on for dear life they blew a seven to one lead dodgers came back and tied it at seven craig Kimbrel did not come into the game in the ninth instead daniel hudson ends up blowing it philly gets a, a big win in the first of four out in chavez ravine anyway the question here is with philly's lack of outfield depth Defensively, at the very least, is this their worst nightmare with the Harper injury?
1: Well, their worst nightmare would be if there was no DH. So, we're happy right. that he's able to continue playing, um, still can swing the bat just fine. I think it's not ideal for them. <laughs> you mentioned the depth, you know. So, if one guy does get hurt, I mean, they really don't have anyone to come and replace them. Defensively, you're talking. Now you got Schwarber and, and Castellanos in the outfield every single night, and you're going to mix and match what like Roman Quinn and Odubel Herrera in center field. Mm-hmm. You know maybe Bryson Stott Stock goes out there every once in a while. Uh, it's going to be tough for Castellanos and Schwarber. You can say that right now. Yep. You, you, you know these guys are dogs, and they're they're going to go out there and do their thing. Um, but you know they're going to want some some days in that DH role as well. And I don't think they're going to be able to get it. How can you? How can you take Bryce Harper out of the lineup right now? You can't. You Can't. So, you know, they're going to have to just go get the job done. They scored a lot of runs last night. (laughs) You know, they had to because, you know, the bullpen kind of faltered. But uh, that's this has been their MMO all season. They knew they were just going to come and try to bang all season. Um, But the the no rest for those guys, I hope it doesn't take a toll. And hopefully, what is it, four weeks they're saying for Harper? You know, start throwing program after
0: four weeks. That's going to be a minimum. I mean (sighs) – yeah, like I would tough. be shocked if he was back in the outfield before the all-star break shocked.
1: You think Schwarber and Castellanos are
0: like, fuck.
1: Yes. Like, Give me the Advil. Let's get the cold tub going. We got to do right. something. They, they got to figure it out because it's going to take a toll. Um, you know, they're not, those guys aren't used to playing every day well, out in the outfield. They need the some DH days.
0: It, they, they are, and they aren't. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Schwarber, when he was in Chicago, there's no DH. And Castellanos yeah. has been in Cincinnati the last few seasons, where there wasn't there was a DH in twenty twenty. I get it. it; was a sixty game season though, so it's that's not, not even comparable. We'd be more than halfway through the season at this point if it was just sixty games. Um, I, you know, Harper's going to get that plasma injection, I think, on Sunday, so he'll miss the series finale, and then it sounds like he's going to miss Tuesday's game against the Padres. I believe is is what I am reading. So, you know, you can use Schwarber one day as the DH, you can use Castellanos as the DH one day. But then this is also big, in my opinion, on guys like Real Muto and Hoskins to start yeah. kicking in gear. Like, those are guys that are used to playing every day. You know, that if Schwarber and Castellanos can't deliver at the rate that they're used to because they're playing outfield every day, I need those guys to start producing a little it's bit. That's a great
1: point. That's a great point with, like, a Real Muto. He's obviously not going to catch every single day, and you want his bat in the lineup on his his off days. Does he, he has to just become a pinch hitter or maybe you yeah. move Bryce and he becomes off the bench, depending on the pitching matchup. They're going to have to mix the match a match lot here. Uh, But yeah, those guys, you know what? I just looked up Castellanos and Schwarber's ages. Castellanos barely old. 30, Schwarber's 29. You guys are fine. You
0: got yeah. It. But it's, to me, it wasn't so much of the wearing down as the, those, that's your corner outfield.
1: Yeah. Defensively. I mean, dude, they knew that going into the year. They don't, they, they punted on, Defense, Chris. yeah, they but they punted, punted on
0: it. defense, thinking that they had a, a pretty good right fielder out there. There's no yeah. way that they would have they would have constructed the team this way if they, they, they had known that Bryce Harper was not going to be able to play the field. No way.
1: <sighs> yeah, my Phillies, man, they got a tough schedule coming up too. Come on, Phillies. It's
0: tough. Fun though. It is it's fun. This <laughs> fun team to watch. You last night was something. Oh my was. god. <laughs> I, I, you know what happened? I turned it off when it was seven to one, and Michelle and I started watching that show Candy on Hulu. Have you heard about it? Uh, no, no, interesting, huh? Not, not this
1: role. Oh, she's not.
0: No, I used, I used to be when I was younger, that was like my big time crush. Oh, she was, yeah, she's gorgeous. But in this role, it's like I guess it's based on a true story from the 70s. She plays this suburban mom not interesting look for but (laughs) we're through one episode and i was like boy this is it's a crazy crazy show so i'm into that all right uh most interesting series for you to watch this weekend and why
1: i am gonna go with the giants versus cardinals there's some interesting pitching mass up matchups i think tonight is webb versus hicks Mm -hmm. um and then you know Rodon throws on sunday Uh, i i just think these are like two teams who kind of I mean the Cardinals aren't the little brother are they but like maybe they are they kind of feel that way now maybe they're just like twin brothers with the Brewers but there's competition in their division they got to overstep teams to to get where they want um, and I, I just feel like both these teams kind of play like a good brand of baseball too I don't want to call it old school baseball but there's some athleticism out there you know what the Cardinals can do on defense um, we know how we feel about the Giants it's just too old school teams kind of kicking it aesthetically pleasing for me too you got the the red and you got the orange kind of like a different feel to it i don't know when i think of when i think of like baseball like the giants and the cardinals are two of the teams that come to mind right away
0: yeah um and it was interesting the cardinals were out in san francisco last weekend when they had the buster posey appreciation day and in his speech he said you know i look in the cardinals dugout and it's It's nice to have them here. You know, we beat them in the 2012 NLCS. There's still a few guys over there. and You know, and he goes, oh, by the way, that wasn't a shot at them. You know, it's like, like, I think those two franchises do have a lot of respect. They've had some really interesting playoff series that they've been a part of. Um, And yeah, I, I like the pitching matchup tonight. I'm fascinated by it. Logan Webb will, as I said, be a guest very soon on the Chris Rose rotation. Looking forward to that. Uh, for me, the series, I'm keeping my eye on for a couple reasons. The Padres at the Braves. First of all, the Braves know they can't figure it out in early August like they did a year ago. Like they got really fortunate that by the time they got going, that somebody hadn't run away with the NL East. Mm-hmm. As you can see with the Mets this year, Nobody's going to fall flat on their face and just wait, for you know, turn over their shoulder and be like, hey, Braves, you want to come play with us? Like, that's not going to happen this year. So the Braves have got to treat every series like it's really important and not just kind of wait around. I'm not saying that they're not putting their effort into it because they are. They just have to play better. And that starts tonight with their ace Max Freed on the mound against you, Darvish. Uh, The other reason I'm fascinated by this series is threefold. And I'm going to kind of get into a little bit of the uh, TV slash schedule nerd that I am. Tonight's game is on Apple Plus. So it's one of the new TV partners. Then tomorrow afternoon is on Fox Sports 1. That's Minaya and Morton. So it goes from a night game to a mid-afternoon game to a morning game on Sunday. That's that new Peacock package that they've got right with Jason Benetti calling and so that game starts at 11 30 local time what time is that on the west coast it's 8 30 8 30 so the Padres are asked to travel across country play a regular night game then play a mid-afternoon game and then play a morning game which is I heard guys bitching and moaning about it before the season they were like Do you know that there's going to be a Sunday morning game at 1130 to ask a West coast team to do that? That's rough, man. Pitchers love that shit.
1: Pitchers love it. They get to go home early the night before, you know, they get to do all that stuff and be ready The hitters are just trying to wipe the sand out
0: of their eyes. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, you know, I mean, you were a part of the A's when you guys were on the East coast. Let's say you had a Sunday day game at one o'clock after a mid-afternoon game on a Saturday, okay? You're still on West Coast body clock time, so you're not going to bed until probably midnight at the earliest?
1: Yeah, you try to plan for that. You try to, you know, whether you're taking some melatonin or whatever, you try to get your body, you know, whatever amount of of sleep that you need. There's other things you (laughs) could take, bro. I took melatonin a lot. Melatonin helped me. Okay, okay, it gives you crazy, but, crazy dreams too, man. You but can I mean, like go off into La La Land there, bro.
0: Hey, seriously, for an 11.30 first pitch, even if they don't do anything, what time do they have to get to the yard on Sunday morning?
1: It'll be a show and go, 100%. First bus will probably be at 8.30 in the morning. Ooh. Take take the first bus, get there, oh, have some tough. breakfast, like get get your body ready, hit in the cage real quick and go. It, the time goes very quickly. If you leave at 8.30, you know, your your uniform or your like stuff's not on until 9. Then you got to eat. Like I said, then you get your body ready, and then you just go go play. Sometimes, as sometimes as a hitter, you're like, "All right, I love this," because you just go out there and and, and you know let you your natural ability it. take over. Yeah, yeah, you don't think about things, but uh, there's going to be some coffee, some espresso, some P four. All these things are just going to be sh-
0: sh- sh- a lot of Red Bulls too. All right, last thing, uh, Gabe Kapler, good friend, manager of the San Francisco Giants created quite the shitstorm the other day on social media when he said this. If you have a full beard, do you also have a mustache? No. No. Okay, so here's my counter to that. If you go to the barber shop and you have a full beard, the barber may say, would you like me to leave your mustache a little bit longer? Doesn't that mean that you have a mustache? You have a lot of players who who wear full beards, in my opinion, they are participating in Mustache May.
1: Oh, old gaby. Well, I don't even know how to feel about that. I've never even thought about this, like not even for a second. Are you asking me, do I think if you have a full beard, do you have a mustache? Absolutely. I don't. Gabe, I agree with you on pretty much everything. It's a completely different thing.
0: They're totally different. They're totally different things. Like They're a totally mustache different. is
1: like a style. Like you have you have your facial hair. If you said, is your mustache part of your facial hair? Yes. But a beard is a beard and a mustache is a mustache.
0: Thousand percent. I can't believe that he's seeing it any other way. And I'm willing to listen to people on, you know, certain things. Really. But this Gabe one, I can't gonna, give in at all.
1: Gabe is going to sit at home, and he's going to come up with a better counter than that. And he's going to like write it down. He's going to have it like memorized verbatim in his head. He's going to come out, and then we'll probably agree with him then. He, he, that's what he does. He'll research this topic now and find a way to make you believe it.
0: But That's how good started he is. Off, he started off that discussion by saying it, it's kind of the parallel of, do you think a hamburger is a sandwich or a hot dog is a sandwich? And okay, once again, that's that. So that one's wait, been around forever. Yeah. If
1: he says a mustache is part of the beard, where is does that lie? Where is the parallel there for there uh, for the hot dog one? Is he saying a hot dog is a sandwich or a hot dog
0: isn't a sandwich? Well, no, he just asked the question. He said it kind of is along these similar lines. So he was using. I that. don't think
1: a hot dog is a sandwich either. I don't either. Like, figure it out, people. Like, you right. don't have to be so like black and white about things. There's gray area.
0: With there's this one, i Subtlety. How many people walk around with a beard and no mustache? Like outside of Abe Lincoln? Who, who does that? Oh,
1: actually, I know a lot of people who do that. Do you does really? It,
0: not Not very often. Doesn't,
1: doesn't Joe's McFly do that?
0: I have to look at Joe's. Joe's has got a, a beard, but no mustache.
1: There's a lot of chin straps out there in the big leagues too, bro. All
0: right. I got to start looking at it.
1: Yeah, oh my gosh. Now, see, now you got me in a pretzel.
0: Is that a sandwich? no it's just a pretzel what all right what do you have coming up on uh uh john boy media
1: directly after this show going to do the series recap with uh (laughs) jake and jimmy now we got a picture of is does he have a chin strap i don't know what he's got i can't
0: i can't Uh, tell i got that
1: coming up what about you
0: um let's see here i told you i'm taping ty france of the seattle mariners today uh it should be a fun one um looks like he's got a pretty good personality haven't talked to him before so looking forward to that and that'll be coming out for public consumption on monday can't wait okay
1: i love it kelnick last piece, piece of advice temper the leg kick just a little bit just eliminate it just a little bit okay that's it i'll
0: pass that along to his teammate today keep
1: your eyes there don't move your head so much
0: wow yeah Uh, For our outstanding producer, the one and only Robbie Shirocco, that is Trevor Plouffe. I'm Chris Rose. Have an amazing baseball weekend. Be safe out there. We can't wait to see you back on this show on Monday.